What up, y'all? Episode two, the Forever Rich Podcast. We're back again on another Saturday, gracing you with more knowledge, more information, you know, things we do every Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah. One of your hosts, A.B. Guapo. We got King Diamond Eye here with me. Yes, sir. So two things before uh, we get into our main topics today. First, you know, Tuesday we had the year mark of the fatal tragedy of the helicopter crash that killed several lives, including Kobe and Gigi Bryant. You know, hopefully they're all resting peacefully and, you know, their families are starting the process to attempt to live without them. And then second of all, you know, this Thursday, you know, special birthday shout out to my boy, J. Cole. Oh, yeah. And A.B. Guapo, too. No, nah, no, nah, just playing. Uh, happy uh, birthday to you, my dude. Um, for all y'all that don't know AB, I'm going to tell you uh, one story that sticks with me for the rest of my life, and that's his 21st birthday. So it was me, AB, and our friend HQ, and we took him to this hole-in-the-wall uh, bar, and we're just feeding my man shots. And if anyone knows AB, uh, he turn, he has two alternate personalities. It's either Chris Brown, where my man's dancing up a storm, or it's Scarface, where he's trying to kill everyone in the club. So that night, we got both Chris Brown and we got Scarface. My man was dancing on the whole floor and then cussing people out uh, <laughs> left and right. So night was pretty much over. I'm driving him to our friend HQ's house, and my man's like, Yo, pull over. I got to throw up. Pull over. I got to throw up. So I'm like, all right. So I pull over. My man just opens the door, closes it, and was like, oh, I'm good. My man did this like four or five times. So I'm like, yo, you wasting time. So we literally get like right before HQ's uh, entrance to his apartment complex. And my man's eyes got super big. And he's like, yo, pull over. Pull over. And I'm like, nah, man, I ain't pulling over. You've been doing this for like the last 20 minutes. Let's just get to our location. So I finally looked back and his eyes were like popping out of his head. So I was like, oh, shit, let me pull over real quick. So I pull over. My man hurls for a good like 10 minutes straight. I'm like, damn. And then, of course, it's in Wichita, Kansas in the wintertime. So it's like snowing a little bit. So my man had me driving on the wrong side of the road trying to get back to the, you know, the apartment. So we finally get him up to the apartment. And then, like, in HQ's apartment, it had the tile that was, like, the entrance to the door. And then it had that metal strip. And then it was nothing but carpet. My man got straight to that metal strip and just fell forward, bow, right on his face, passed out. Didn't wake up until the next morning. HQ's coming out of his room. He was like, yo, why is my carpet all wet? And he was like, uh, bro, I stepped in your throw up. So that's my story. That will stick with me forever for my boy's birthday. One of many, but I just had to share that before you guys, before we got into today's topic. Yeah, well, thanks for embarrassing me. But uh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I appreciate the birthday shout out, birthday wishes. It's much appreciated. Um, 28 years old now, so I'm at that almost 30 hump, you know, 30 30s. Back's gonna start hurting, knees is already starting to go. So, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we had some good times back then, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll share more stories later in episodes because, trust me, we have plenty of them. Some yes. some stories you won't even you won't even believe. You'll just be 
Like, you know, y'all making this shit up, but tons of stories. Tons, tons of stories. So we're going to start off today with a similar topic that we talked about last week, and that's sports. Uh, we're going to first talk about the AFC and NFC championship games. So we had Green Bay versus uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Tampa Bay, and then we had Kansas City versus Buffalo. So we'll start with the Buffalo game. Uh, what'd you think? So we kind of both knew that, you know, Kansas City was going to win because they have Patrick Mahomes, the the new upcoming young, great quarterback. Um, I do feel like Buffalo, they're a team to be reckoned with. Like it's not, they're not going to have a one, one magical season and then that's it. I think that they're going to be a force in the AFC. Um, Josh Allen showed heart for his first AFC championship. Of course he couldn't get it done, but I do think with a minor, you know, if they get a running game, maybe another receiver and maybe a shutdown corner, that team's going to be giving Kansas city a run for their money. But of course, Patrick Mahomes and the boys, they did what they needed to do at home and got the job done. Yeah, the AFC is pretty much Kansas City or bust, uh, in my opinion. Um, there's really no team besides them. I mean, the Buffalo was good this year, but I just don't see any other team like really being Super Bowl contenders. Pittsburgh isn't that great. Um, I think now Tom Brady's in the NFC. Um, that really just left the door open wide for Mahomes, so we'll probably be seeing a lot of Mahomes in AFC Championship games and Super Bowls, to be honest, um, for the next couple of years until, you know, a team really emerges to be a contender. I mean, I'm like racking my head right now, and the only other team I could think of maybe making a Super Bowl would be Cleveland. Um, other than that, I mean, most of the powerhouses are in the NFC, so. Uh, I mean, you got Buffalo. Buffalo might make a run. Like I said, they're, they're I don't not think a they're good one and enough. done. I mean, they're not, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Kansas City, not with what they got. But I you mean, think Cleveland does? I I think Cleveland's got a nice roster. They really do. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Baker, but he had a good year. And uh, when they started running the football, they were a little bit more hard. They were a lot harder to deal with when they started running. I know their game against Kansas City, they didn't do. I mean, they played okay. They almost came back. And won. So, I mean, I know Mahomes got hurt, but I just showed that they're not as bad as, you know, people think. I mean, who who else is there? I mean, Pittsburgh, we need a new quarterback. You know, we're going through quarterback talks right now. And then you got, I mean, that's really it, bro. What about Baltimore? Um, Baltimore, but it seems like Lamar can't, he cannot get over that hump either. I don't know. So, well, I have to see a little more of Lamar to see if he still gets better every year and becomes more versatile. But I just, I just, I just think Kansas City's head and shoulders better than everybody else in the AFC for sure. As a yeah, I feel you on that one for right now. But for, you never know. Now. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, but that game was predictable. And my, you know, we both called Kansas City winning. So. I mean, but Josh Allen is definitely showing that he's going to be, you know, a future, probably MVP candidate, definitely for years to come if he keeps it this up. So I feel like, you know, it's a good, it was a good surprise having a team in there that you didn't expect, you know, and that's always, 
makes it interesting for next year. But other than that, you know, that game was pretty predictable. But the more exciting game was, <laughs> and the more game I, I think the one everyone wanted to see was Brady versus Rodgers. Uh, what'd you think about that one? Well, I, of course, I picked it the GOAT to win, of course, because that's what all he does. But I'm a little upset with the game, man. I I felt like Aaron Rodgers didn't, when it was his time to shine and prove to everyone that he is that bad man in the fourth quarter, he came up small. And, you know, I bashed, like, getting one a little off topic, you know, I was giving James Harden, you know, all his – unpraised for him coming up short and ghosting in the in the big moments and I felt like Aaron Rodgers did that I mean you could try to blame the coach for not for kicking the field goal not going for for third on fourth down or whatever but Aaron Rodgers had three attempts to make it to put the ball in the end zone and he didn't do it so what like the percentage of that chance of him making it a fourth time is as as good as he is the numbers don't lie, man. And I'm not an analytical person, but I just felt like the the coach was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Because if he would have went for, for on fourth down and Aaron Rodgers came up short again, then everyone would have bashed it on him, talking about why didn't you go, why didn't you kick the field goal? You had three timeouts plus the two-minute warning. Your defense was stopping Tom Brady at that point of the game. And you obviously could have you could have won the game. So I just feel like a lot of people just wanted to point fingers to everyone but Aaron Rodgers. And at the end of the day, though he played better than Tom Brady, Tom Brady did what goats do. They might not have the prettiest game in the world. Their stat line might not look the prettiest. But at the end of the day, he got the dub, and that's really what matters. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he, he choked, uh, I, I'll say. But I feel like he doesn't deserve all the blame because – one, this offseason, they drafted a quarterback. I literally don't know what that's like. I, I don't know if they were trying to prove a point or what, but if you're looking as a franchise, you're looking for the best chance to win a championship. Okay, you arguably be, have the best quarterback in the league, you know, between him and Mahomes, probably the best quarterback in the league. And instead of getting him a weapon to throw to or to run the ball or to bolster your defense, you get a quarterback who didn't even play a single snap. So, you know, you wasted your first round. And they traded up to get that. And then, so then, you know, Green Bay still goes 13-3 and and whatever. But, you know, it's like, okay, that was just the product of Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And, like, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd be a little bit upset with my, you know, organization. I'd be like, look, I I give y'all MVP-type seasons every single year. We get to the playoffs. Y'all don't really make us any better every single year and I get kicked out, you know, second round or NFC championship game, you know? So, I mean, if I'm Ryan Rogers, I'm a little bit upset, but that doesn't take away the fact that he didn't play well. You know, he had an average game and for them to win, he has to have a good game because the team is just built around him. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers or bust. And so, I mean, that just goes to show you why Tom Brady is considered the GOAT because, I mean, he has the reputation to just – pulling receivers out of the stands and being like, all right, go, you're my receiver. You know, this is some unknown guy that I never heard of. And they're catching touchdowns and he's making them look good. And he's he was winning his 10th Super Bowl appearance. So, 
congratulations to Tom Brady. You know, I can't hate. So I get that, but you also got to think about it. The last few minutes of the first half, he throws an interception. Tom Brady turns around and scores on it. And then his defense after uh, that King dude getting burnt, like every single play, it seemed like every scoring drive, my man was like within two feet of the person that scored in every single, every single scoring play. Like my man was getting burnt left and right. Like, but at the, in the second half, they got three turnovers, man. I mean, one of them was a floozy one because of course it bounced off the receiver's hands. He should have caught it. And then the other one, Tom Brady just threw it up there just to throw it away because he was about to get drilled. But at the same time, your defense stepped up for you. They they got the three they got you three stops and you couldn't capitalize. You went four, four and out on two possessions. Like, come on now, that's not gonna get you any that's not gonna get you a win. So I just feel like he's still an all time great quarterback. I just feel like you're gonna put him in the same category as a Dan Marino. Like they got the the best arm in the world. You can't argue his talent, but when it comes to the big moments, for some reason other than 2010, but that's still questionable because Jay Cutler went to the sideline and was on the bicycle for uh, half the game, it seemed like. Legendary moment in NFL history right there. But ride a bike all second half. Yeah, so, I mean, besides that, I mean, he really hasn't done anything to – I mean, his team has let him down a few times, but you went to two NFC championships – two years in a row, like, is the team really that bad that, he, like, you have to sit there and say that they're misleading you when you're going to the NFC Championship every year? It's like, like, it's not, to me, it's not like in NBA, like LeBron with the Cavs, and he was, you know, he was going to the NFC, or NFC, the Eastern Conference Finals, and then he made it that hump, and then he just ran into a better team of against the Spurs. It's just that, you know, sometimes his play is not like if he had like the most outstanding stat line of all time and then hit like and they still lose, then you can make the case. But I just feel like if you want to be considered an all time great, you got to come in when the when everything is on the line. And I don't think that he came. He he didn't shine. It's not saying he's bad for it, not discrediting him and his abilities. I just feel like you got to sit there and take the blame. Don't try to dish it off on other people. No, agreed. Agreed. I mean, so that's Aaron Rodgers' MO. I mean, he's the type of guy that, you know, doesn't like to take blame. As a leader of the team, you know, that saying it comes from the top down is true. So, you know, you got to own up to your mistakes first before you can get on somebody else. But I just feel like if he has any gripe or complaint with, you know, his organization, definitely he has a right to be upset. But that doesn't give him the excuse, you know, for the performance that he had in the NFC Championship game. No. And it, like I said, it just shows props to Tom Brady, his 10 Super Bowls. Um, that's ridiculous. I mean, literally, how many years has he played? 20, 20, 21. 21. So he's won the Super Bowl half of every year. So, I mean, that's, that's crazy. You know? yeah. Super Tom. It's true. Goat Tom. I got to buy. I still owe him some Uggs. I forgot yeah, the last Super Bowl right. he won. I, I, I promised if he won a six ring, I got Uggs. So Uggs coming soon. I'll probably wait till the winter time so I can wear them. Yeah. But. You hear that, Uggs? That that means you need to give up a sponsorship. For That's real. I mean, cut us a check. Discount at least. 
15, 30, 40% off, you know, something. Free Uggs. Free Uggs. Free Uggs. Free Uggs for everybody if Tom gets his seventh ring. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. But uh, we're going to leave our champ Super Bowl predictions for next week. Um, we're just going to talk about the championship games. Uh, so we're going to move on to a little bit of NBA before we switch subjects altogether. We got to see a little bit of the new big three nets. We talked about Kyrie, the James Harden trade, and future of the Nets, the future of Houston. So what are you seeing now with um, the new Nets? How do you like them? Uh, like I said last week, I just honestly feel like they can score, outscore anybody, but they're still needing depth. And you can you can obviously see that in the two losses that they suffered to Cleveland. Cleveland's the one of the worst NBA, or I think it is the worst scoring team in the NBA, and they out they got outdid twice. I know one time was without KD, but if you have firepower like Kyrie and Harden, you should still be. I mean, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. No disrespect to them, um, but if they're the bottom of the barrel and you're struggling against them, what do you think that? How do you think that you're going to beat the Lakers in the finals, or how do you think you're going to? stand up to the 76ers who are have the best record in the league. So I just feel like they still they're looking good, like no questions. They are, they better make it to the Eastern fi- finals at least cuz they're capable of doing it and they have the firepower to do it. I think like I said the last last week, I think that they're ne- they're going to need to add depth in order for them to be a serious threat to King James. Yeah, um I don't know. Like the Nets, to me, I feel like they're just a big experiment. I feel like this is the first time the league is like a team is trying to do like a big three, but with like three super legitimate superstars. You see a lot of big, you know, we've seen a ton of big threes. You had the Boston big three, the Miami big three, but the third person is always like a sub superstar like on the cusp of superstar but not really that good like you had ray allen paul pierce kg you can probably you know the case was that paul pierce and kg were the two best and then ray allen kind of like was just shooting threes whatever then you had you know lebron's big three you know so you look at these big threes and it's just like i don't understand i just don't see it working long term in my opinion now they're playing good basketball for the most part they're able to score a lot of points but no defense but that's to be expected i mean mike d'antoni's on that coaching staff there's no it should be called mike antoni no d because they don't play defense um they gave up all their depth like you said so it's really just they're playing on outscoring that's that's literally what they're playing with so it's a similar to the houston mentality where it's just like we got to score more points than them because we can't stop anybody you know because kd is probably is their best defender um Kyrie's he's an okay defender he's not bad james harden's not that great but i mean he has this moments where he can play some defense but they're not about to lock nobody down they're not about to sit in the chair on you know these better teams like no Giannis or anything for 40 38 minutes 42 minutes so I think they're going to struggle there a lot. And then, you know, there's this construct of 
a big three. We'll see how they gel together when it, especially closing time and taking big shots because you have three players that are all used to being the shot taker on their team. You know, KD was the shot taker for Thunder for all those years. And then even Golden State, they got the ball to KD most of the time. Um, he's James Harden. They took all the final shots in Houston. Kyrie has the greatest game-winning shot in finals history. So it's it's just going to be interesting to watch. There'll be a team to put on my radar. They are 16-8, and eight, I believe, right now. So, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, like you said, they did lose to Cleveland twice. Uh, excuse me, they're 13-8. and eight. but um, So they did lose to Cleveland twice, but... I mean, I, I feel like this is what I expected. As in expectations, I feel like this is what I expected from them. So, but it, it is to me, it's finals or bust for them. Absolutely. You got to give them the same treatment you gave the Miami Heat. You still got to give them the treatment that you gave the Boston Celtics. It is finals, championship or bust. I'm not even going to say finals or bust. You got to win the championship if you got all three of them because, like Shaq said, like, KD, a champion. Kyrie, a champion. James Harden, you cried your way into going to Brooklyn to be a champion. So it's championship or bust. So if you fail, then I feel like your status in the league, not as a scorer, but just as an overall player, decreases because you went, you created this monster, this three-headed monster, to to come up short. Do you think this team's going to make two seasons together? I don't know because, you know, Harden has a reputation. Like he, he he plays one season with someone and then it's always some, it's always someone else's fault. So, you know, you of course he's not going to blame KD because KD is better than him. So I just feel like Kyrie might be the, the odd one out where he blames Kyrie because, you know, he he wants to be, you know, the man, just like how he reason why he left Cleveland, this, this, and that. So I think that there might be some shade thrown to another player, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that happen. I mean, I've already heard rumors of Nets possibly fielding Kyrie trades. I don't know how true it is, but for some depth. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. These next This season and next year is definitely going to be interesting. Um, like I said, the Nets are definitely head and shoulders the best team in the East, so they should be making the finals. If they don't, it's going to be very disappointing. So um, that's that for the Nets. So we're going to transition over to a little bit something different. Um, we're going to talk about some shoes. Uh, both of us are sneakers heads, so we both enjoy some shoes. And we just wanted to get a little bit of talk about in the last 2020 and the shoes that came out and 2021, what we're looking forward to um, and maybe adding to our collections. And maybe if you guys are interested, we may do a sneaker closet reveal, possibly. That's, that could be a possibility for something we could have um, for some content. But uh, what shoes are you looking forward to this year? Or what shoes did you like last year? Did you like anything last year? So I feel 2020... Jordan kind of let us down. Um, two shoes that I had in my mind that I wanted to get were the Purple Court Ones 
unfortunately I was unable to get them. Um, and then of course the Jordan 11 Jubilees, I got those on an early release. Um, but other than that, Jordan didn't really impress me last year. I did have the chance, the opportunity to get the off-white fives. I literally had them in my cart. Um, when I buy shoes, I put it, I have a special account for transferring money into that account just so I don't, my accounts don't get hacked or anything like that. And of course you can't use PayPal when new Jordan releases come out. So I have a special account for shoes and I thought I had enough funds in my account to get the shoes and pressed uh order payment or a set payment ordered it and then like five minutes 10 15 minutes later got an email from sneaker sneakers saying you know inefficient app or inefficient funds so i try to scramble some funds send them into the my account and try to redo it but i am a victim of the sneaker app I fall short almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I think every sneakerhead literally has some type of sneakers news L. I mean, I I feel like that app is just like it just breaks your heart to get on there. You're like, man, I want these shoes. You get on there nine a.m. or eight a.m. whatever the drop is, and you're like, add them to your car, and you're waiting. You get that you're in line, and you're just like sitting there. It's like you're so anxious, and then you're waiting for the got them or the sorry, better luck next time. And it's like, God damn, like I, I wanted these shoes so bad. Like, what do I got to do to, you know, get these? So, I, And they I get you every single time too, because it's like you have like 90% of the time you have to go on sneakers to get yeah. any shoe but that I, you want. But what I will say is like, I'm kind of better. I'm okay with the way they're doing it now because like there's a lot of bot people who do the bot stuff where they like get like 30 bots to get on there and to buy like 50 pairs of the same shoes so they can resell them. And that this way at least stops people from doing that. Um, I still kind of wish they would do the like in-store release a little bit more. I know like some places still you can wait in line and stuff. Um, but I just, I just feel like, you know, I remember when I was first starting to get shoes, you know, like I remember the, he got games. I, I stood in line for those, you know, and it's like, I just feel like that nostalgia, like when you get the shoes, you're like, they're just so hyped. Like, it's like waiting Midnight Larisse for a video game or something. But, you know, I I understand, you know, the way technology's going, you know, and make it easier for people to get shoes and stuff. But I do kind of miss the old old days where you just like stand in line and get your shoe. And it, like, at least, you know, it, you go to the store, you're probably going to get them. Now it's just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I didn't get them, you know, but that like the feeling of letdown. True. But um, so this year, I feel like they're picking their game back up. Um, shoes that have my attention, uh, that are notable, that notable that I might attempt to get are the Carmine Sixes, uh, the White yeah. Cement Fours are a must go. And then um, a lot of ones, a lot of ones have caught my eye this year. There's the light fusion red ones. They kind of look like the McDonald's colors. You have the yeah, yeah. Jordan Times, Jordan and Trophy collection ones. Those look clean, uh, especially with a just, I mean, they have the, the original colorway. I, I just like the way that they're set up. Um, then you got, you know, the 
Shadow 2.0s. I mean, you can't go wrong with those kind of colors. And then on the fence are the neutral gray ones. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like Jordan 1s are kind of like the most popular Jordan. And then, of course, you know, the cool gray 11s, but that's towards the end of the year. Everybody's going to want those. But you never know with Jordan, though, because, you know, like, though he has, like, you get those release dates and everything, they do sometimes change or... You know, they they drop a hidden gem here and there every once in a while. Um, so you really just got to have your you just got to keep updates on what's dropping, when it's dropping. Even sneakers kind of does like some random shit where like nobody knows about it. And then it just be like, plow, here's a fire shoe that you want. Yeah. Um, on a random Tuesday. By what? Yeah. You know, do those random early release drops, and you're like, "What the heck?" Like, I didn't even know that was coming out today. So I'm looking through, and I'm I now I know you don't like 14s, but I like these trash. Clout, I like these clout Jordan 14s. I'm a fan of 14s. If y'all don't like 14s, it is what it is. But I'm looking worst at the Jordan shoe ever. No, no, not even close, bro. Like the so you're telling me like the 15s, 16s, 17s, 18s are better than 14s? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay, you, you got a good argument with 15 through 17, but Jordan 18s, I actually really like. No, those and are like growing up, those were probably like I, I bought I had Jordans all the time, but the 18s were like some of the ones that I was like, I must get these Jordans. I'd even say like the I think the fourteens are better than the twos, especially. I I don't like twos. Yeah, the twos are ugly. Now I don't like twos. So I I mean I think fourteens get a bad rap. They got some clean colorways, man. These clouts are clean. That's a February eleventh release date. Um, you got I'm looking through uh these yeah Carmine sixes, which I already have, so no point in getting these. I do like these Jordan fours. The um. Haze olive gray off white infrared twenty threes. These are clean. Um, some of these I'm just looking at. Those UNSC ones, the University blue ones. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that colorway in any of them. I think they even coming out with the UNC fours. Yeah, there's some fours. I want those as well. Um, looking through, I see some up tempos coming out. I don't know. Do you like up tempos? I'm a big fan of up tempos. I like the big bulky shoe look, so I like up tempos and uh, like foam posits, like all that. Those are. I like foams. I'm not really too big into up tempos. Um, see, see those Georgetown up tempos that came out like two, three years ago. Tough, 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 tough. But my my shoe repertoire is a lot different than other people. Like, yeah, I got my Jordans. I got a a pair of Yeezys because you have to have a pair of Yeezys. But, you know, I still got, like, my Vans. I still got, you know, my Air Maxes, my my Tims, I, you know. Yeah, you got to um, always have classics in there. You know, you got some some ups, some. Even uh, some question mids. You know, you always got to have some classic Reeboks. I got the Kendrick Lamar uh, Reeboks, too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I feel like all all shoe brands, like, especially Reebok and Ideas, are starting to come back. The only shoe that it, like I don't have anything of, and I don't know if I will get anything of, is um, Under Armour. I just uh, even, Steph Curry's shoe isn't terrible. Uh, those those very first ones were bad. 
but his newer ones aren't too bad. But like, I feel like those are specifically for hooping. So like, I feel like Jordans and Yeezys are more. They got their lifestyle shoes and hooping shoes, so they look good and you can hoop in them. But yeah, I just feel like a, like Under Armour is just like strictly for working out. And yeah, I bought those uh, Project Rock ones, the high top boys, comfortable as shit. But of course, those are working out shoes. And then, uh, you know, a company that I've been sleeping on, but, you know, our, one of our favorite artists has signed to him, and I've been looking at his shoes, and they look pretty good, is uh, the Pumas. Uh, the Dreamers. The yeah. Dreamer 2's just released, and uh, uh, he had a, a dollar and a dream live yeah. uh, thing on Instagram. I was, boy, I was hitting that like button. I was like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> but yeah i do like cold shoe um there's not a lot of people on puma but you're starting to see one trend i am starting to see a lot is you're starting to see a lot of uh celebrities get their own shoes you know it used to only be athletes but now you're seeing a lot of celebrities get their own shoe so i i like that you know expand the the shoe game you know whatever you want to call it but just expand with what's out there you know you never know who might make the next fire shoe. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones coming out this year is a lot better than last year. I feel like COVID just killed everything. So there wasn't really anything super exciting. And then obviously at the end of the year, you have your cool grace looking to, which I'm very excited for. I have absolutely had the 2010 release of the cool grace, but I, I'm excited to have a new re-release of these. Uh, but other than that, I don't see anything that's catching my eye. But you always have those random ones that pop up. Like this is coming out, like some Travis Scotts or something like that. Yeah, I think I I heard through the grapevine that they're supposed to be those uh, tan sixes that he came out with. Those are supposed to release sometime this year. But I I like Travis Scott's shoe too. Now I I have a pair of his. I won those Travis Scott lows, those low ones by accident, and. uh so ever and I, but I like the ones, the Travis Scott ones, and those Travis Scott are they sixes or sevens? I think they're sixes. Travis Scott sixes. Yeah, it was and, the olive green boys. Yeah, yeah, those is those is tough. Those no, what tough. what I need, I need Travis Scott to at least give me. I don't care about anybody else, but he needs to send me a pair of those friends and family. Jordan fours, some purple boys, because those motherfuckers are super clean, and I need those. I don't know what I gotta do, but I will find a way to call Travis Scott myself and be like, "Hey, bro, I need them fours." Hey, you hear that, Travis? Send us some shoes, man. Get get a hold of us, Forever Rich. We'll show you. We'll rock your shoe. We'll rock your shoe out here for you. Um, I do see some sevens. A lot of 13s this year, too. A lot of 13s. Um, yeah, but 7s are hit or miss now, man. Like, the last pair of 7s I got were the hairs. And yeah, I just haven't so. really, really fucked with 7s. Yeah, I feel like 6s and 7s, they do this thing where, like, they release the same shoe, like, over and over and over. And just, like, switch just, like, one or two colors on the shoe. So I, I just feel like... People don't go through sixes and sevens like that. A because sixes and sevens look very close, you know, very similar. And then it's like 
all they do on the shoes is like they'll change like one red stripe and then try to like resell and it's like what's the point like i'm not about to buy these shoes that look exactly like the same shoes that look like the shoes that came out lat you know two months ago so there's some 12s on here uh, you know i'm not a big fan of 12s but these 12 twists coming out july 31st these is clean they're all white with like a red you know Red is my favorite color, and I just have so many red shoes that I like. Cause I think those uh, the reverse flu games were released like earlier this year, and I, I was like, "Ooh, they're nice." But I'm I'm trying to you know get away from all the red. You know, uh, it's still my favorite color. To me, red like you can't go wrong with a red pair of shoes. But you know, I'm trying to switch it up because you know I, I wear other colorways and shit like that. I'm trying to trying to adapt. And you know, get off my colorway, try something new for once. Yeah, no, I feel you. I find myself in the same, like the same colorways, a lot of the same colorways. Now my my thing is uh, black and white. Like I got the I'm Back tens, I got the Concord Elevens. I just bought the Jubilee, so I'm like, all right, no more black and white shoes, no more. I need to get a different colorway. So that's why the ones that I've been, the ones I said I was looking at. Um, I'm deciding to get because they're a little different than what I usually get. Yeah, I'm 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 the same way. I'm trying to stray away from those same colorways. Cause I and I I feel like Jordan and we'll end the shoe, but I just feel like Jordans like they always give the cool colorways or the like the different colorways. They're always women's exclusives. Yeah, they're like just, those those pink sixes. Yeah, those are those are tough. Those were tough, and like I don't know why they don't like try it in men's. Like, I mean, I know you can get you know like a women's fourteens or something like that, but it's like it's hard to get a shoe that big in a women's size. And, okay, so. I had an opportunity before we go and leave this topic. I had an opportunity to get them, and I was like, uh, it was one of those things where I was like, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't really have too much pink shit, and I regret that for this day. Go on a go app. You can't find none none of them. None of them in grown man sizes. I wear a size thirteen. It's literally fucking impossible to get those shoes, and I'm like so shitty that I did not get them when I had the chance to. Yeah, I I hate that. I hate when you're like you have a shoe in your cart. You're like nah. You back out of it, and it's like you can't find it anymore. That's like probably the worst feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, that's our shoe talk for the week. Um. Let us know what your guys' type, favorite types of shoes are. Um, let us know what type of shoes you guys are eyeing up this year. Um, if, you, if you think there's some shoes that we're sleeping on, let us know. Man. Take a look at them. Um, but we're going to move on to some everyday news, or maybe not for some people. But uh, So we're going to talk about the winner of the Mega Millions. So if you guys didn't know, the Mega Millions just went... And it was the third highest Mega Millions jackpot of all time. And it was $759 million. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so there was a $1 billion ticket, but he ended up winning $750 million. One winner, chilling, $759 million. So we're posing the question this week, what would you do with $759 million? So what I'm going to do a lot different than what other people are gonna do. I'm going to work the next day like I ain't win shit, bro. <laughs> uh 
Because, you know, you never know. That money is, until that money is in my account and I can literally look and see all them damn zeros, I'm not, it doesn't exist yet. But what I plan, what I would plan on doing is, of course, paying off all my debt. So paying off all my cars, my, any loan, any credit line, wiping that shit clean as hell right off the back. Um, And then, of course, I'm going to have to, you know, set up a college tuition for my daughter. Make sure that, you know, she can go to any school that she wants to. She wouldn't be able to touch it until she's 18. And that's for sure only for school. So and there's requirements like you have to have certain GPA. Like you ain't just going to go to school and just live it up and waste all my money. Um, Of course, I would build that up again for another kid when uh, we decide to have another one, too. So that would always be an option. And then I would buy a normal house, you know, four bedroom, two and a half bath, two car garage, you know, decent little backyard, nothing super exclusive. And then I'm buying some land out of here in Texas. I'm going to 200 acres plus if I could. And then I'm, I'm building me a house from the ground up the way that I want my house to be. And then I'm going to buy pre-made homes, throw them across throughout my land. And then I'll buy, you know, some four-wheelers, some gators, and then I'm going to use that to either allow relatives to live on the land and they can just pay me a little, you know, pay me for using, you know, my electricity, my water and all that and use that to pay my property taxes or, you know, have all the have all the boys, you know, for holidays, 4th of July or whatever, come out. They got their own, you know, place for them and their kids and just live it live. Don't have a big ass party. We don't have to worry about fucking people calling the cops. We don't have to worry about staying out too late and just have fucking fun doing it. Um, that's always been a goal of mine. So that um, I would put, I would invest a lot of it because I want my money to make money off, make money off my own money, you know? So I don't want to sit there and just, just try to throw it on expensive ass cars and clothes uh, your boy probably still going to wear Fruit of Loom, you know, shit like that. I'll probably probably still buy, you know, the polos and, you know, my, my Jordans. But I ain't buying no Gucci. I ain't buying no Louis Vuitton. I ain't buying none of that shit. Um, I would keep the cars that I have, but I'd probably upgrade to, like, the most exclusive, you know, truck that I could buy or Jeep. And then, of course, buy a Suburban for Raven or, I mean, she was eyeing a G-Wagon the other day. So she'd probably get the only fancy car that either one of us would get a G wagon. <laughs> she was like, that's nice. I was like, that's way out of our price range. We ain't even thinking about I, it. I think every time I go to a dealership with a girl, they always eye up a G wagon. And I'm just like, you know how much that thing costs? Exactly. But then, uh, uh something that I, I want to do that I don't think a lot of people would do is I want to, uh, buy more land in our communities and, you know, all black communities and, you know, low poverty communities. And I would want to buy a significant amount of land and I would turning it into a community type garden. I would want to supply, you know, the tools and the seeds and all of that. And I would want to, you know, have volunteers or whatever, you know, trying to get their college resume up. And I would want them to, you know, go out and teach the community how to grow their own vegetables and their own fruits and stuff like that. Because, um, being a 
majoring in social and criminal justice, you know, you talk, take a lot of ethic classes and you see that, you know, it's the playing field's not always even. And especially in our communities, you know, we don't get, you know, fresh pr- produce and shit like that. We only get McDonald's, Wendy's and shit like that. So I want to get my communities out of the mindset of, you know, it's always let me get this this double double for a dollar. Let me or, you know, let me plant my own shit. So worst case scenario, you know, if I'm ass out on a job, I still can, you know, feed for me and my family. It might not be, you know, steak and lobster, but, you know, you still living, you're still able to eat and survive because with 2020, you know, that was a kick in the ass to let people know that, you know, you could lose everything here in a, in a quick minute, especially nowadays. And then another passion of mine is to build like community centers uh, along with that to teach kids, you know, how to play instruments and, you know, how to produce music because producing music is something was, is a passion of mine. I have never done it yet, but it's always been an interest, uh, something that I would always want to do. So if I, of course, want to make a million, that's something I would learn to do. But I would also want to teach show teach kids in our neighborhood because, you know, of course, you're not always going to go to the NBA, not always going to go to the NFL, and you're not always going to be the most successful rapper in the world. But if you can learn to play an instrument and you're really good at that instrument, you can make a decent living playing instruments nowadays. So. I would want to build like not I'm not going to say it's the state of the art facilities, but pretty decent facilities that only the kids can use to better themselves because I'm all about building my community. Well, I if I won the seven hundred fifty nine million dollars. I'm probably I, I think I'm going to go get a house in Beverly Hills. Um, actually, I'm gonna buy the house next to Zendaya. Okay, and... Skip or no, nah, Shannon Sharp out here in the mansions. Yeah, it's gonna be my house. Gonna be between Shannon Sharp and Zendaya. Zendaya gonna be my my right hand side neighbor. Shay Sharp gonna be my left hand side neighbor. I'm calling Chantel Jeffries right now and let her know you just kicked okay, her to the curve. Lives, she lives in Beverly Hills. She can come over. She just got to know her place. That's all. <laughs> so. um I think I'd start there. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But I, I think I would. I buy a house. I don't know where. Uh, probably in Florida. That's where I live now, and I actually kind of like it here. Um, uh, probably like maybe Orlando, Tampa area, and then I take half of what I want and put it straight into the stock market. So just accrue returns, you know, for the rest of eternity. And that's like generational wealth. So like my the next three, four, five, six generations are all going to be rich. But um, I think I'm going to be big into just giving back for me. For me, like, I'm just a big proponent on, like, just getting the black community just back out of the the gutter. You know, like, in a lot of areas, the black community is just really beat down. And the one thing about people who run for president, you know, they always talk about how they're going to help minorities. But you know, the real way we can help minorities is by getting the, you know, the blacks that are rich to pour back into their communities. And there are a lot to do like LeBron, you know, like I commend him for all the stuff he does. But, you know, that's that's one of the things is that like are the blacks, we don't have all our rich people are like athletes or musicians, rappers type deal. Like, you know, so 
they don't really get taught the way to, you know, how to save, how to spend money, you know, besides the select few who are have a real business mindset like Jay-Z or Oprah, you know. But, like, you look at white, you know, white people, they have tons of billionaires. They have tons. And even so, like, the richest black man in the world only has, like, $9 billion, while the richest white man has $100 billion. So you see the disparity, the huge, you know, wage gap. So it just goes to show you that, you know, we, we need to be doing more and just giving back and just, you know, really building ourselves back up as a community. So I, I feel like I'd focus a lot on that. Got a lot of education. People really sleep on the power of education. Um, just getting one degree, just getting an associate's degree is better than, you know, nothing. So like uh, for all those youngins out there that might be listening to this, like don't quit school. Do not quit school graduate high school, go to college, you know, um, don't put yourself in debt, but go to college, you know, go to a community college if you have to, you know, and then go to a big name school, but, um, just get an education for real. And if you're not going to get an education, get a trade, just get something that you Mm -hmm. can truly just live off of because, uh, people sleep on trades too, man. Those trades are going out of business because of computers and autom auto (laughs) automation and stuff like, you know, we're, a lot of computers and robots are doing a lot of things, but we still need electricians. We're always going to need plumbers. We're always going to need, you know, carpenters and stuff like that. So HVAC like, mechanics too, bro. Yeah, they make good HVAC, money. HVAC mechanics. Like, don't don't sleep on those trades, y'all. Don't sleep. But um, I, I think that's what I would do. You know, I'd probably buy some little nice stuff. I'd probably get like the greatest sneaker collection ever assembled. Um, but other than that. <laughs> other than that i i i know i'd be pretty conservative with my money i'm not a like i'm not a big spender anyways like all the trips we've ever been on you know you're not gonna see me spend like four thousand dollars you never see me spend four grand on a trip like even when i had it you know so that's just not me um i'm not about to walk around wearing like gucci belts and louis vuitton shirts everywhere i go like i'm probably gonna buy like two hundred dollars worth of fashion over <laughs> call it a day bro i'm gonna be like chad ocho cinco i'm gonna be wearing fake jewelry around and i'm like why are you wearing fake you got all this money because who am i trying to impress i back in the day i used to wear fake jewelry so that's what i'm gonna do now like yeah. i'm like yo your gucci bail fake I'm like and i could still i'll buy it i could really buy it i just choose not to like I'll, the, the cheap shit the fake shit's twenty dollars like the real shit's <laughs> like two hundred dollars like it's the same quality yeah that's this part so, yeah, I think that's what I would do with my money. But we posed the question back to you guys. What would you guys do if you had $750 million? Um, let us know. Uh, you can let us know on our IG. Uh, we're also going to be getting a YouTube channel as well, posting the stuff on there. So please talk to us. That's how we know, you know, if you guys like this stuff. Um, so let us know what you do with $750 million. Yeah, but uh, to, before we end this one, I just want to say, like, uh, like you were talking about building our community, and of course I was doing the same because you know our community doesn't really get built up like the way that it does. And I just feel like that's just systematic issue that our our culture has faced from the beginning of time in this country. Like we were always taught to go against one another. We were never taught to pick one up and help the other person. It was always a doggy dog world, and it was never like you're my brother. 
I'm your brother. Like, we're going to build this shit up together. It was always like, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you type shit. Like, it always, it, it could, it was always me versus you, uh, hood versus hood, you know, like gang versus gang. And it was never just like, hey, no, nah, you struggling. I'm going to struggle with you too. I got a dollar. Hey, we're going to bust this down. It's 50 cent. But I just always feel like people that, you know, the reason why is just because like it's a, everyone always looks out for themselves in our community. We don't build each other up like the Asian community does, the Jewish community does, even the Hispanics here living in Texas. Boy, I see it every day. Like, you know, they need help translating something in English. Hey, they don't even have to know somebody. They could just be walking down the street and they'd be like, hey, yada, 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 yada. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey. If you need help here, I got you. And our community doesn't really do it. That's just like our communities. If you try to help someone out, they're always looking for a handout. They don't like, yo, let me hold, let me get $200. It's like, nah, let me teach you how to make $200. But it's because we are so, because, you know, rappers and ball players, we, we get money so quickly and we go from having nothing to having almost everything that, you know, we're not taught how to, make money, make, have our money, make money for us or anything or build other people up and other communities are just far ahead of us because of that. So I think that we, everyone, not just us, we need to build our communities up and try to, you know, teach, teach each other. Like, you're not like, yo, yeah, we, we can be competitive and we can, you know, out try to outshine each other because at the end of the day, it's going to make us better. But when you fall, I need to be there to pick you up, to help you get back up and show you, you know, where you've made the mistakes and how to get better. And I don't, I feel like as a community, we drop, we drop the ball tremendously on that. Yeah, I totally agree. We definitely do not help each other out at all. So that's one of the things that we have, we do got to get better at in, in the community is just, man, just like helping each other out. You know, it's just one of those things where like the rich you know, the rich white people, you know, guess what they do? They help each other out. You know, there's just, there's not one person. They didn't just start their empires by themselves. They had help. So, you you know, we got to get out of that mindset that we can do all this, all these things by ourselves. You know, like, no, you can't. It's just how the world is set up. You know, got to have a team. You got to have structure. You got to have organization. And, you know, all that comes from having just the right people around you. So, you know, help, help, help your neighbor. And that helps yourself. I promise you that. That's one thing I learned, you know. Um, but that's the $750 million segment. So we're going to do one more and then we're going to finish up. So we're going to just do a, just a look at, look back at 2020 and just like uh, some takeaways we got from 2020. I know a lot of people, it was a challenging year for a lot of people with COVID and pandemic it just seemed like every tragedy in the world you know happened in 2020 on top of you know the pandemic so uh what what are some of your takeaways from 2020 so for me 2020 was a reflection year it was a time that people needed to realize what's truly important in the in the world you know shelter food and health i just feel like we have been programmed to go a thousand miles per hour every day and we don't stop and slow down and see the bigger picture. We just got tunnel vision. Like 
what's making me faint, what's going to make me money, what's going to make me famous, what's going to get me here, what's going to, you know, build up my career, blase, blase. Then nobody just takes the time and just like let it soak all in. Um, people should have attempted to do something new or learn something new um, or, you know, learn something to better themselves like us. You know, we've been talking about doing this podcast for years and last year we were just like, all right, man, talk is cheap. Let's fucking finally, let's, the idea is great. Let's finally start fucking doing it. Let's stop, let's stop talking about it. Let's start being about it. And I just feel like people should have taken that time that whole year to find something to learn something new or to better themselves. Um, one thing I did realize is how nasty and hard-headed motherfuckers are. Um, whether you believe in COVID or not, you should always worry about your health and those around you because, you know, especially me living in Texas, you living in Florida, book. Motherfuckers out here don't care, man. They are going to the clubs. They are going like they're doing their day like COVID don't even exist. And it's killing people tremendously. Um, and, and it has no remorse or nothing. It's not it doesn't look like it's slowing down. I mean, yeah, with the COVID shots, it seems like it's it's decreasing. But that motherfucker is ruthless as fuck when it comes when it's all said and done. Um with racial tensions and everything, it shows how far away we are from being all treated equal. Um, I feel like we all know that the standards aren't, the playing field is not leveled for all of us to succeed. There are some opportunities that, you know, some of us, we all have, but some opportunities far exceed for one class, one group of people than it does for the majority and i feel like um we finally got a slap in the face of the reality of racial tension especially white america i finally feel like they finally was like damn maybe it isn't equal i mean you're still gonna have those motherfuckers that just bitch and complain just a bitch and complain uh they never dealt with any other shit that you know we've dealt with or anything like that and then i just felt like it was it was mostly because we were led by a businessman that knew that hatred benefited his power and he used it to cap and capitalized on it now uh now I will say that I am not a trump supporter I don't really like anything that Trump has done, but I can honestly say the only thing I can respect the man for is basically he told everyone, "Fuck you, this is America, kiss our ass and I feel like as a country. We have became a little soft, a little sensitive. We have lost pride in ourselves, in our country. Um, that's way back from the, uh, the Vietnam War, like, you know, peace, no war. Like, we lost our our sense of pride in our country. Because back in the day, especially, you know, our great our grandfathers and their fathers were like, you know, something happened to America or, you know, a threat came to, to existence. You know, they did what it took to, you know, shut to eliminate that threat, you know, shut motherfuckers up. And, you know, the, we felt proud as a country. And I just felt like nowadays it's just like everyone's just slanders America. Like we still are the greatest country in the world. We still do amazing things. And believe it or not, from us being overseas book, we know firsthand 
we have it a thousand times better than other countries. Bro, you don't know. You survive seven months of your life with 3G internet and then come back to the States where you got 5G, it will blow your fucking mind away. I'm telling you. I, we lived it. We've done it. Um, or no internet. Like some days, just none at all. Yeah, like just nothing. Um, you know, I just feel like every day, like we're just so computerized. Everyone wants to have the same. We everyone wants us to be programmed to think alike, to treat everyone the same, and it's like no, have some fucking individuality. Like we're gonna have differences. The only the only issue that America has is no one respects other people's differences or opinions. So. Uh, Christians always want to bash on atheists. Atheists always want to bash on Christianity and other religions. I have friends that are atheists. I have friends that are super religious. I have uh, friends that are Muslim. I respect all their point of views. And yeah, a lot of them are different than me. And they don't share all the same ideologies as me. But I still respect their choices and their thought process. Because at the end of the day, we still got to make this shit work. America is just a big, huge ass melting pot. Um, I do believe that our situation is not all saved by Biden and Harris. I mean, I'm I'm super grateful that a black woman is in a powerful office, um, especially that she's a black woman. I think that black women for the last several centuries have been slandered. They're always considered the bottom of the bottom and for a black woman to be in one of the most powerful offices is something to be significant about because not only is she a woman she's a black woman and you know her struggles are 10 times harder than it would take hillary to get into office or you know the next caucasian white white woman so um Especially, you know, she's like my next door neighbor. She's from Oakland. I'm from Sacramento. So it's it's cool to see someone from, you know, my community, you know, make it out in the world. Do I think that they're just going to erase all the debt and all the issues that we have? Absolutely not. They got a shit ton of work to deal with. But I do feel like we are going to go into a more positive direction uh, racially. But now for them, they need to prove prove all the talk is not not just talk that they actually have a plan and action and so far i just feel like they're starting to walk in that direction so 2020 for me was just a, a time of reflection um a lot of people say that it was horrible it was the worst year of all um for me it wasn't my daughter came into the world in 2020 i still was able to see my friends and family and celebrate with them uh the birth of my daughter um that baby shower that we had here, you know, that was probably one of the funnest times I had in a long ass time that entire year. So, you know, 2020 was just for us to reflect, to make 2021 uh, a better year, have a better mindset that, you know, this is our year. Think positive. Think, you know, we already had, we, we already hit rock bottom. So there's only one way to go and that's up. So that's my reflection on 2020. Um, my reflection on 2020 is definitely um, just ch- cherish the time you got with the people you got. Um, COVID just, I know, it it didn't affect everybody the same, 
but I mean, just it wasn't just COVID. It just showed the whole year just showed like anyone can be taken away from you at a moment's notice. You know, you don't know what you're going to wake up to tomorrow. So, you know, just cherish your moments you have, like spend time with your family, you know, um, stop being so worried about like just stuff that isn't important, you know, like, you know, for guys, you know, I know a lot of guys out here who are just so focused on like women, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, women come and go you know, for women focused on men, men come and go, whatever, you know, dating, you know, to stop being focused on things that just aren't you know, permanent in your life. Now, Let's be real. They were only worried about one thing, and that's fucking. That's all they cared about. They were caring yeah. about getting they fuck on. That's all they really came down to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just being honest. Yeah, that's that's all they cared about. But, um, you know, like, you're, you had, you know, people losing grandparents and parents and kids all this year. You know, Kobe dying, dying in, a, like, a, just a random helicopter crash. You know, how many times has he ridden in that helicopter? You never would have expected that to happen. You know, so um, the George Floyd stuff, it was just like, there was just so much division this year, you know, that people taking sides, like mask, no mask, you know, type deal. And it's just like, it just caused a, a huge tear in the world in general. And it just goes to show you, it's just like, uh, you know, if what if you're not together, you're just against each other. So, um, we definitely need to. I I definitely feel like I'm gonna stay connected with family more, and you know, focused on you know more positive things and positive goals. Um, so that that was my thing for 2020. And looking at like you know the end of Donald Trump, um, like I wasn't a fan of him either. Um, I don't know too many people that were, but. Uh, I feel like Donald Trump, you know, did what he thought was best for himself at the time. And so I'm happy that he's gone. I'm happy we got someone that, you know, is truly looking out for everybody or says he is. So hopefully Biden's looking out for everybody. Um, But, you know, it's just that's just the mentality that we really need to have. It's just looking out for everybody, because like we said in the previous segment, you know, that's how you build yourself up as a country. You know, we're if we don't start looking out for our brothers and sisters out here, you know, we're easily going to fall apart. So um, and that's coming from a person that's been to these, you know, third world countries or these countries that legitimately hate America. So, you know, we got it good here, guys. So, you know, don't take that for granted, you know, and just work towards your goals. Stay goal oriented, stay family oriented, you know, and just. Uh, if someone needs a help, needs a helping hand, just reach out and give it to them. You know, yeah, and nothing wrong with getting help. Their mental health as well, too. I'm, there's so many suicidals that have, or suicides that happened uh, last yeah. year and the beginning of this year that people are just not taking the time to reach out. Um, I, I, I can't speak for you, but I try to reach out to like all my military friends and even my friends from back home because you just don't know what people are going through, and I'd like. I don't want the last time I talk to someone, if they ever decide that their life's not good enough to be, you know, months later down the road, like I would always want to be there for them and like try to talk them off the edge as especially as possible. So y'all need to start, you know, those boys that, you know, like I know everyone wants to sit there and say, you know, well, they got, it's a two way street. They could pick up the phone. Sometimes it, 
you don't know what they're going to where they don't want to pick up that phone because they got their own demons to fight, you know? Yeah, that's true. And it, I mean, that saying is true. It is a two-way street, but, you know, like sometimes you just got to suck up your pride and just have to take the initiative, you know, to show you care. You know, that's sometimes that's what people are looking for is just like just, just one person to show that they care. So, um, and, you know, like, and the last thing I'll say about 2020 is like, you know, I looked around in our friend group and we all, you know, did something that we wanted to do. You know, me and you started the podcast. Our friend Marquis started a fries business, a fries pop-up, which you guys should go check out. That looks hella good. Yes. Yeah, the food does look really good. Check out fries, guys. Guys, check that out. Um, you know, our friend Tim, he started a streaming channel. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Sleaze is about to start a new podcast, too. So look out for that. I don't know the name yet. But everyone, you know, everyone's trying to do something to better themselves. Yeah, so just get out there. Bottom line, get out there. Do something good for yourself. Um, do something good for your family. Just do something that you can be proud of, you know. And I feel like that was the biggest takeaway from 2020 for me. So you guys heard it here first. This is episode two of the Forever Rich podcast. We're rolling. Episode two. Um, we're happy to talk to you guys every Saturday. Uh, we try to keep these episodes around an hour. Try not to go too much over or too under. So um, we're over a little bit over an hour. But so we got to talk to you guys this week. Follow up on some news. We hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Um, check us out on Instagram at the Forever Rich Podcast. Uh, let us know if you have any feedback, anything you want to hear on the podcast. You know, let us know. Yeah. Uh, or also DM us. Tell us, uh, ask us questions, give us input. We really appreciate it. Yep. And uh, also, one more plug for uh, a segment we're going to be doing. Um, we want to start getting questions for our one of our segments going to be hosted by King Diamond Eye, the Dr. Love's Corner. So uh, if the you love have... Guru. Dr. Love, the, the love, love Guru. Dr. Love himself. He'll be answering, taking questions. If you have some relationship or dating questions or um, questions about being a dad, being a parent, uh, let you know. Uh, send those questions in to him. You can message us on the Forever Rich podcast, or you can email us directly at our email, our official email, which is uh, foreverrich at gmail.com. And that's for the number four, Eva, E-V-A, rich at gmail.com um so that's all we have for this week uh i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and that's it deuces guys